What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner, and I'm here with my co-host, Blue. What's up, everybody? How's it going? It's it's going good. You got a fancy new little <laughs> introduction thing now? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm playing with Ironclad got me set up with this dope new. I mean, the podcast setup was always legit. But now I'm like, you look like super a sh- legit. You look like a DJ up here. Yeah, like you got fancy neon buttons and little slider knobs. Mm-hmm. You just need like two little disc things on the side and like <laughs> and scratch a disc. Yeah. So Ironclad got me set up with a cool new little get up here for the podcasting. Um, other than that, nothing else has changed. But we realized, I realized that it's, it's been actually it's been a hot minute since you've been on one of my podcasts. You've been so busy and yeah gone we've been in and out you've been in and out and so we thought it would that we would just kind of catch everybody up and if i sound nasally it's because i'm getting over a cold so yeah passed all through the family but yeah no catching everybody back up one the last big endeavor you did right was um yeah we never talked about the 25 hour row 25 hour row this Mm. was the third third this was was it the third year Third year for 25, but then the the fourth year of you actually doing um, a row, a row for four them? spikes. Was it the third annual? Yeah, it's, it's been three because the one we did by ourselves. The, we did the, the 300 mile. I did the 300 mile row by myself. That one that one was done by ourselves. 300 miles. It took an entire week. We yes. rode like 60 or 80,000 miles a day. You it, said we, you're saying we. Sorry. I was there. I just, oh, you guys, I, he did not row at all. I did too. I did a full <laughs> day with you. Yeah. At, I don't remember that. The old selective memory. building. Oh. Um, yeah. No. And then Jimmy did a day with you. Poor mm-hmm. Jimmy. He was hurting after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, we did it. We did a, we did it here. Mm-hmm. And I, I stayed with you through the entire night. We, we, um, that's when I drank the whole bottle of Whistle Pig. Um, so this was just the second year. No, no, no. Well, I'm not counting the 300 mile row. Okay. Yeah. Just the, this, this, is, this is the, today, this is the third. This year was the second annual 25 hour row. No, it's not. One We're going to ha- we totally it, we have a it, brawl. We, we did it by ourselves with no, no tent at all. Nobody was here. Emily and them did not stay the second year. Emily and everybody stayed. We were outside. This was the third year where we, where we had to battle the freaking nature's I hate storms. admitting when you're right. I know. But you are right. I am right. <laughs> and dude, it was he is a, right. This was, was the third annual. It was a hurricane. There was like a hurricane. Yeah, so this year was a little bit different. Uh, definitely. So as you guys know, we've talked about this before. And we'll just hit on this really quick because there's some other stuff that we want to talk about with you guys today. But um, Blue is always in charge of all the logistics for any of these crazy long endeavors uh, it's been that way for several years now. And one of the reasons why is because not only is it kind of in like his field of work of just what he does, like, lo- I don't know, logistics or whatever. Just dealing with coordinating with people <laughs> yeah, and yeah, making last extreme minute, stuff, putting out last minute fires. But, but I also know like he has my best interest in mind and he, he knows me better than, than, you know, anybody that's able to kind of plan or prepare these things. So He's seen me at my lowest lows. He knows how to work. He knows how I can work through that. He knows how to help me work through the lowest lows. And um, and then he's seen me at my highs. And so 
this was the third year we were yeah we i mean we were we knew that there was weather coming yes we you know we usually because we're coastal guys like we can look out about a week but because we are coastal the weather patterns change like within 24 hours it can be completely different so just because like it may be stuff that there were storms coming in we weren't very like alarmed or heightened i mean even the day of we had everything set up it's hard to know like the exact like i don't know anyway so for for example i thought for sure it was just gonna it we're gonna do the classic thing where everybody was gonna get rain and virginia beach was gonna get no rain it turned out to be the exact opposite it was pretty crazy well and where american brew is if you guys ever come to visit uh, it, it, so we are along shore drive. Everybody knows in the area, everybody knows shore drive. It's a very popular, probably one of the most popular roads in Virginia beach. Yep. Um, and right across the road is the ocean. So it, it's thankfully it's, it's the bay. So it's, it is a little bit more protected, but the wind that we have out here, it just literally blows right to the building, which is why, you know, whenever we've had stuff set up outside, like tables, or we've tried to do like canopies and stuff before, it just gets blown away. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it is really difficult. So we, we had the tent set up for the 25 hour row and I think it was hour two or three that we ended up. Yeah. It was, it was, it was trying to figure out what do we do? And it was like, do we just pick up and move to the gym? And that wasn't really an option because we had people coming out to row with us and then to give yeah. them the address, like it would have been too much. And plus the time wasted driving to the gym, which would have been like at least 20 minutes more than that, packing stuff up, packing up the whole crew. It would have, it would have really thrown us off. We would have it missed would have. pretty much a whole hour. Yeah. We would have probably had to make that up at the end. But, um, anyways, so we made, we made the decision, we made the decision to bring everybody upstairs. So what I was doing is I was rowing for 50 minutes straight. And then I would have 10 minutes break so I could change my clothes. If I was super sweaty, I could eat if I was super hungry or even if I wasn't hungry, I'd have to make myself eat and drink and not go to the bathroom, all that stuff. So within 10 minutes, they were able to move like my rower upstairs. And then all the other rowers came upstairs thereafter, but it was crazy up here at the top of American brew. Yeah. We had like three or four people up here. Yeah, we um, had four. Yeah. We had four people rowing. rowing. Cause not only did like, you did it, but then like Emily and um, Anne Marie, Anne Marie, but but people. So, and just so you guys know, if you want to come out for this next year, get signed up now. The registration, the link to to do that, is uh, it's available if you just check out the spikes at Spikes Canine Fund on yeah. um, Instagram. But so what you can do is you can sign up to row an hour with me, which is really awesome, uh, and you can pick the hour. So like if you wanted to come. Um, and do like the first half of it with me, which if you expect me to talk at all or to have any sort of conversation uh, with you, then come at the beat, like try to make it to the first half of the, uh, of the row. The second half, I'm just like, I start getting like, she's in zombie very, mode. Yeah. And I just start. I'm not smart. <clears throat> yeah. I <laughs> just start like, <laughs> that's the best way things to- that I say just are like, they just don't, don't really start making sense. Yeah. <sighs> Um, but a really, really good fundraiser. And I just want to say, um, thank you guys so much for all of the support and everything. We, um, I want to say we raised around $13,000. Um, we were short on, um, our fundraising goal, which is, it is perfectly fine. There's so much right now kind of going on in the world. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, it, 
It was good. I I was happy. We had so much participation and uh, we've already been able to use the money that you guys helped me raise, help Spike's Canine Fundraise. Uh, and already two working canines have been outfitted with ballistic vests. That's I don't awesome. know if you knew that. I, I but actually didn't. I was going to ask. Yeah, it was um, one of the officers out in Chesapeake who helped me with Raven do the tracking work. Oh, okay. Jim. Yeah. Um, he has a dog named Boss. So his dog got um, fitted for a ballistic vest. And then one other canine, and I, I don't remember the location or the name of that canine, but it's really cool to see the efforts. Uh, I mean, and you guys too get full, full, you know, the, we're able to raise the money for the dogs. The dogs are able to get the vest because of you guys believe in my mission. You believe in the mission of Spike's canine fund. So well, that's what you, that's what you love to see with Spike's canine too, is they're just so authentic. Like, yeah. They're so transparent. It's very too. like, Right. The money goes to the dogs. Yes, like, yeah, and, and any any no foundation questions. that I've that I've ever supported, I mean, it, it's like I know the ins and outs of the foundations, and that's why not to get into like MFO and and Haiti, but for the longest time I wanted to be involved with Haiti somehow, and but I was always like very hesitant on linking up with a foundation that did work over in Haiti. Because, you know, an organization, because I, I was so afraid. I know there's so much corruptness over there, um, which it's actually the exact opposite with MFO because they are so transparent with all of their funds. I mean, you know, they'll tell you exactly where the money's going. And so I want you guys to know, just to reiterate the fact that uh, any foundation that I support, any foundation that I'm raising money for or that I'm asking you guys to support me with, um, it's it's 100% like going to the cause, all of it. Um, well, go back, just to go mm -hmm, back to it really mm -hmm. quick, Spikes Canine, I mean, one of your vests saved an actual like, yeah, dog. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Like they, one of the working dogs out in, was it Roanoke? Yep. Or, I forget what his name is, was. Um, I've I've met both the officer and, and the canine. Um, this would have been from my 300-mile row that I did. Yeah, the, the first, first one, one in 2016. Yep. Um, but yeah, the dog got the dog got stabbed by um uh like I don't know, a a bad guy. I guess he was a bad guy. Um stabbed the officer and went to go stab the dog too and the vest saved his life. He like bit and, and bit him and then stabbed him and, and the vest saved his life. So pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty that's, cool. I, that's I, awesome. Whenever I saw that story and uh, Emily, um she's the CEO of Spikes because she shared that with me. I was like, wow, it just gave me chills because again, it's just like, it's, it's really just fortifying the efforts that we're doing that we continue to do. So if you yeah. guys want to, do you guys want to come out here? Well, uh -huh. because that, if that dog didn't have the vest, like that dog would be dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on where the stab was, but <laughs> most likely where I would have been retiring right now. Yeah. Yeah. So incredible. Um, anyways. Yeah. So again, thank you guys so much. So, and in, uh, later this month, uh, I believe it's like the middle of Oklahoma, middle of April. I'm heading out to Oklahoma to do a Camp Valor. Yeah. It's in Sepulpa, actually, my hometown. I'm the really old excited. stomping grounds. Yeah. So if you're anywhere in the Midwest and you want to come do a boot camp with me, you can come out and do that. All ages, all fitness levels can come. It's really, really a lot of fun. People seem to be a little intimidated. Uh, and you know, if they should like sign up or not. And I say, if you're on the fence, just do it, just get signed up and get, it's a, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Uh, it doesn't matter what fitness level you're at. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a good time with, with everybody. So 
We want to talk about, we, we opened up the listener questions. Um, we, so we're going to answer some questions for you guys on this episode, which is going to be part of the, uh, the nuts and bolts of the conversation. I know blue always looks at me like I'm telling you that is a saying meat you, and potatoes. the meat and potatoes, the nuts and bolts, um, of our podcast today, but our kids right now are so incredibly busy. We have auto in gymnastics and soccer. Yeah. Cash is in football. He just finished yeah, basketball on, yeah. and track. Yep. He just made the track team. And trips on the varsity team for his high school as a freshman, which he has practiced every single day. And he's also on uh, a travel team, a competitive travel, uh, hit the A team out here. So which this is our first, this is our first time, like, the, whole tra- the travel league came first and it just, it lasts an entire year. And then he made the school soccer team too. So we weren't really <laughs> prepared for him to be. All right. I just have to say that blue always does this to me. Okay. He signs the kids up for all of oh, these yeah. sports <laughs> because you know, he was an athlete growing up. He's in the hall of fame for his high school and so he's like, yeah, the boys need to be playing all these sports and signing him up. And then guess what, dude? I swear to you guys, he'll like leave like the next week. And I'm literally looking at the schedule and I see that all three kids have to be in completely opposite places at the same time or like within like a 30 minute window. And I'm like, well, this is just great. I'm like, you guys either need to make friends and find somebody in our neighborhood that's also playing the same sport. Um, like carpool or you know i'm like can i just stick the kids in an uber and so anyways (laughs) i don't know how i do it definitely the the, all the kids are really good like they either have to like wait after for 30 minutes or so or i drop them off early or we somehow make it work but cash has started track i wasn't ever in the track and there's this quote that we want to that we want to talk about um that we saw this was on his um Mr. Wilkes. Yeah, this is one of his teachers. Out. And so we're going to start. We're going we're gonna to open it up with this. Um, we caught you guys up. Now we want to we wanna talk about this. And Blue and I haven't actually talked about, about it, so I want to kind of get your – we're going to break this – we're going to break this down really quick, and I want to I know what, what you think about this. Okay. Okay. All right. This is the quote. I've never heard this before. Something similar, but not this one. This Yeah, this is – It's put in a different context. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up. It knows that it must run faster than the lion or it will not survive. Every morning a lion wakes up and it knows that it must run faster than the slowest gazelle or it will starve. So it doesn't matter if you are a lion or if you are a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better be running. I have no idea who that's from. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It didn't didn't have a name on it, but... I love it. I love that quote. Not only just obviously for a um, a track team, because it's talking about running and, you know, you should always be moving. And that's kind of, that's what I take away from that is, you know, every single day the gazelle wakes up and knows it has to run to survive. It is disciplined to know that, hey, if I don't wake up and I don't run or I don't get better with running, I'm going to die. It's a very, it's a very simple life. Like you run to live. Mm-hmm. And then same with the lion. 
he's disciplined in the manner that he has to maintain his speed in order to survive as well. Yeah, or he'll starve. Or else he'll starve. I think it's like a true testimony to like, even like with animals, like animals are very disciplined in their ways because it's life is simple. We we tend to overcomplicate things in our life when really you only need certain things to get through your life. You don't need social media. You don't need all these different things. Like you just need to be disciplined in a few areas of your life to truly go through life. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's kind of my thing. And I, I have like a, um, I have like four things that I always equate to as like the things that you should always strive to have or to be working towards um, in life. And that's like, um, always be, be always trying to better your shelter. What, always, does, that, what does that mean? So like, I, I look at things in like more of a survival aspect. Yeah. So like better your shelter, better your home, get your home ready, have food. Food so is this nec- is all, this, this is, is all under, this is number one. Number better one your shelter. Better your shelter. Have okay. a home. Have a home. Number two, always have food, like have food available. Number three is water. And number four is protection. Mm. If you're bettering one of those four things for your family, then those are, those to me are my bare essentials for surviving in life. Mm-hmm. And do you as think, long as... I don't want to interrupt you, but do you think it's important right now that people take the necessary steps, at least to start having the conversations with your, you know, your, your, I don't know, your significant other, your family, your kids. If you haven't had the conversations, you definitely should have the conversations. There's no reason not to. It's a conversation. Mm-hmm. It takes five minutes, but at least you've talked about it and you both are on the same page, mm-hmm. especially, especially with a partner in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those. It, I, I, so, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off again, but um, some things that <clears throat> I think that are really simple that I, just as a female that I've, that I have asked myself kind of kind of piggybacking off of what Blue said is that I like to know how far I can get in one tank of gas. I think that's really important. How far can you get on one tank of gas if you had to pack up your family and leave? Um, the other thing that's really important is do the kids know what to do in case of an emergency, whether that's a natural disaster, whether that's uh, um inflicted by humans um do the kids know how to take the the necessary and the proper steps to to confidently know either what situation is happening and how to react yeah and i would say the way this ties in with that quote is it's that quote is so short but it's it it essentially highlights at least two of the four things that i believe that you you need Right. Yeah. What were the other ones? Because so you said shelter and food. That's shelter, one and two. Shelter, food, water, protection. Oh, those are the four things. Those are the four things. Oh, okay. Those are it's super gotcha. simple. But if you have those four things, you can survive in life. Right. Yeah. Like some people are. Some people would say argue that protection is not a thing. Protection one hundred percent is a thing. Yeah. Um, and there's subcategories to these, right? Like protection can be 
health and fitness. It can be firearms. It can be, you know, well, survival. Like how physically fit you are. Exactly. That's health like your and own, fitness. Yeah. yeah. So it does get to a point, guys, where you would like, this is why I think right, like training right now is so important yeah. to like, you need to literally get yourself in check. If you have not, like, if you don't think that, like, if you can't run a mile right now, like at least at bare minimum, I mean, just think like if there was some crazy something where you had to get out, like this is just you running a mile. Now let's put, you, do you have a pack? Like, can you carry anything? Like not what's, only- What's your family doing? Well, like, yeah, like, are you carrying a small child? Are you carrying two small children? How would you- You're you know, starting to uh, uh, accelerate I, everybody's cortisol levels right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but, it, but it's something like- But, it's, but, but it is I true. Just think, well, I just think it's so easy for us to go- about life or just to become so like comfortable yeah. and we're not physically or mentally ready to take action if we need to take action. Yeah. And so tying it back into the lion and the gazelle, there's two things there. It's food and protection mm -hmm. with both sides, right? Um, the lion is looking searching for food and he has to be in the, he has to get he, food to he take has, back to his yeah, cubs or his family or himself. Exactly. And that's part of the protection feast. Like in the, in my subcategories, that'd be like health and fitness. Like the lion has to be in shape in yeah. order to get that, get the food. And then it also goes for the gazelle. The gazelle has to be able to run. And it's, it's every day. Like mm. people think like their lives are so mundane and every, like whatever. Dude, imagine if you were a gazelle and a lion. Like every single day, it's the yeah. same song and dance. It's like survival. Like, just they're both survive. wanting to survive and literally the strongest. And there's something it's beautiful. It's like the, the strongest is There's is something win. just beautiful about the simplicity of like the primitive nature mm -hmm. of like animals. It really is. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it is just survival of the, of the fittest out there. And it's, it is beautiful in a way. Because you don't have to think about anything. Yeah. It's just very raw, very authentic. Yeah. But what, hey, so what do you, what do you think about the quote though? Um, I, I really feel like that you covered it. Um, anything you wanted to add? I that mean, you, that it like kind of struck out to you. I just, I just think that. Yeah, it's, it, it really simplifies everything, but I mean, I just really want, I really want everybody to just be real and honest with themselves. And like, even if you're just like, oh, well, I, I just have to look after myself. Like I don't have a family, you know? I mean, I don't know. Like, do you have a dog? Like I just, we, we all need to, um, I don't want to say look at what's going on in the world because I think that can be like, that can be, just how like the media can play it sometimes, but at the same time, you don't need to be burying your head in the sand. I think that this is a good opportunity for all of us. If you have not is, is to truly ask yourself and have the conversation with, with your family, with your significant others, um, with your children, the scenarios, like how, how are you taking care of yourself? But more, more importantly, how are you taking care of your family and preparing your family? If, if, if you needed to react quickly in the middle of the night, even. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and what, like why I think this is so important is because like, I even ask myself those questions and I go through scenarios in my mind and, um, I, I don't know, like I, 
I still don't even feel like I'm prepared enough for like, you know, I don't, anything that could happen. Yeah. No, the mental reps are free, right? Doing those mental reps in your head, like there's, those are free. You don't yeah. have, to, there's no consequences to it to run through scenarios and to talk through scenarios. That's why it's encouraged that if you and your significant other, you and your family should have talked about that preparedness of what, what are we going to do in a natural disaster? What are we going to do in case something happens? So it's not, the conversation is not happening for the first time during it. Well, I want to get into our listener questions. You guys have a lot of questions. We opened it up. We opened it up to where you guys could ask myself or blue a question. Um, so these should be good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read some off to you or we could probably answer some of these. Uh, how, huh? How did, how did you get the name blue? How did I get the name blue? I feel like you have to answer that because you're the one who so gave this it to is, me. This is dumb. So blue is not really blue's real name. It's it's his nickname that was given to him. I think the first. It's really stupid. The first like week, maybe month that we met, and um, it was I forget what movie it is, but you did something it's old school. It's very old school. No, the movie's old. It's the old. movie. With oh, the Will movie Ferrell. is called Old School? With, with oh. Will Ferrell. I thought you meant like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it was a really long time ago. <laughs> um, it's, uh, I don't know what you're doing, but it's it's where he goes, you're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. And then it was when I was hanging out with Chatty Dunmore. And I think that, um, I don't know, it was like her and I would just start calling you, you're my boy, Blue. And uh, probably when I was planting flowers outside your house or yeah, something picking up the kids. Um, and so that's how that's how he ended up getting the nickname. And then I don't know, it just kind of stuck. And so yeah. now people refer to him as Blue. I refer to him as Blue. Yeah, I've had um, a couple of people ask me, "Are you Blue?" And yeah, like, excuse <laughs> They'll me. They'll see him be like, "Are you? So are you Blue?" Um, so yeah, so he has like the nickname Blue. Um, that's how he, that's how I got the name. You're my boy, Blue. Okay, so some other questions on here. Um, we kind of covered how did y'all meet? What episode was that? That was like one of the first couple. Go through the archives. We met because I basically outran him. Ouch. You okay. did not outrun me. Well, you maybe distance You were super wise. slow. No. Anyways, we're not whatever. going through this again. Okay, it, we met. We met in Coronado on the Silver Strand. I was running. I was hitting like a casual 10 miles. He was probably doing like three miles. I passed him at the turnaround. I was like, dude, I, he had his shirt off. And I was like, I really wish this guy would like run faster so I could see him. I was like, mm, he looks so good. Take a bite out of that. And, uh, <laughs> and so anyways, I had to stop and like tie my shoe. I had to stop and stretch. Finally, he caught up with me. And I was, I was like, and then he stopped and I was like, is that all you're running? And he was like, dang. He goes, what are you training for? I go, life. <laughs> that was literally it. And then he looked at me and he was like, it was, this was on Thanksgiving day. He goes, do you want to, do you want to go have Thanksgiving? Sorry. He goes, do you want to go have Thanksgiving dinner with me? And I was like, the look of my face, I was like, ew, no. <laughs> 
That's like, I mean, that's so funny because I was like, like I wanted you to like catch up with me so I could talk to you. And then like you talked to me and then you like asked me to go do something. And I was like, oh, no, I would never go do anything with you. (laughs) Anyways, that's how that's how it happened. Then he was in the friend zone forever. And um, we only knew each other for a very, very short time. And then we tied the knot and Otto came into the life. We moved across the country. Our lives basically collided and then they exploded and fell apart and now we're here so constantly just it's like it's like two pieces of glass just like <laughs> being thrown against each other shattering and then putting and then putting the pieces all back together to then like throw them against each other again no. it is it's kind of like a cycle but that's like that's just kind of our relationship at a kind of at a certain point like we've definitely gotten better um but there was a time there where a lot of times like, the two pieces of glass would get thrown and then they would not get bit, get picked up, put back together. So that's the best way I can explain it. But that story is, um, it's a little exaggerated. Um, I'm not slow, first off. I'm, I'm a I sprinter. I was faster than you. You are not faster than me. I was, then I was. Um, you could run further than me. Yeah. I can still run you, for the Because we, 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 we ran a marathon together. My first and last marathon. Yes, I ran a marathon with you and I was pregnant and I had to, I ran it and then I came back and got you and ran back with you. That's because my legs locked up at t- mile 21. Sorry? I ran in Nike so boots. I feel sorry for you. Yeah, which was your first mistake. He ran in like military Nike boots. <laughs> His first <laughs> marathon ever. Yeah. It means to say my quads just stopped working. Because yeah, um, you have thunder thighs. I do. Okay. Next question. If you guys want to, it's yeah, it's back on it's, the one of our first podcasts that we did together. Yeah. So go look at like season season one or season two. Um, I I know you get this one question a lot. You just cover it real quick. Um, somebody asked, um, boobs and bodybuilding, going for mine in August. Um, do you love them? I'm nervous. Should I get them? I just think it doesn't even, I've never understood this question. If you guys, literally you just have to do whatever it is that makes you happy. If you want to get boobs, get boobs. If you don't want to get boobs, don't get boobs. It literally doesn't matter. If you want to, like whatever. I think at the end of the day, if like, you guys just need to be happy in your own skin and you shouldn't change yourself or, or change your body because you think like the world is like wanting you to change it. Um, a really good episode to listen to would be, uh, my podcast with Dana Lynn Bailey, because we talk about that. We talk about her journey getting on stage and becoming uh, an Olympia and just all all of that. It's really, really good. But at the end of the day, answer that question. Just literally do whatever it is that makes you happy and that you feel good in your own skin. Nobody else's opinions matter. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Anyways, how... Next question. Okay. Because you've had an injury before. Mm-hmm. So... How do you get through an in- injury? How do you change the mindset to get through the in- injury? That's a good question. Injuries are really tough. Um, what I like to do, it is like all mindset. And a lot of times whenever we think that we're injured, man, I remember whenever, I, whenever I've injured my ankle before uh, and I felt like I can't run, I just, I felt like the whole world was just like ending. And like, I was like way too we get like way too like worked up whenever if you can just start changing like your mental mindset like if you're injured like it doesn't matter shoulder legs ankles whatever you guys still have 75% of the rest of your body to work and then also what i like to do 
is really you can really start focusing on your nutrition. Like maybe if you can't train, tra- you guys have to remember that training, weightlifting, you know, doing leg day, whatever, running, whatever it is, that's only a part of the equation. It's like, what are you doing the 75% of the other time? And, you know, don't get hung up on just because you have an injury. You know, give give yourself a little bit of time to rest. Like we're human. Same thing with like getting sick and stuff. Get, give yourself some time to rest and recover and change your mindset. Like focus on things that you can control. Like if you, you know, if you have a bad ankle in- injury, um, of course, like do the steps that you need to do to try to make your ankle better, but don't get so caught up on that and just quit everything and, and quit the goals that you are, you know, currently seeking um, just because of like a little injury. Yeah, I would too, just because I've had a couple injuries of my own too, um, definitely rest, but that doesn't give you like the option to have pizza every other day because you're feeling sorry for yourself. Like movement sometimes is the best medicine for an injury mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like not pushing yourself, but constantly being just like moved. mobility. It honestly depends on what the injury is. I, I'm really big. Yeah. Um, I've had my physical therapist on here, Jake. That's another really good one that you guys can listen to. I'm really big into PT recovery. And that goes back to what blue was saying is like, sometimes like the best form of recovery is, is going to be like active recovery for an injury. But yeah. I would Low suggest, impact. yeah, if you got, if you are ever in this area, I, or if you're in Virginia beach, direct performance is awesome. Everybody that works for Jake is awesome. And so definitely, um, just know what your options are. Because do you remember that one time when I had my ankle injury and I was going to go in for a surgery? It was going to oh, be like a had, blind surgery. You, you got you got like two or three opinions and they they're, all... They're like, well, we're not really sure what's going on, but we think we just need to open like... Open it up, see what's in there and, and fix it right Yeah, there. and like, oh, by the way, you're going to be out for like eight to 12 weeks. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> like, I can't do that. You know, and so that's whenever, that's whenever I was introduced to Jake for a direct performance because I was like, there has to be other options out there for me. So that would be the only, my other advice is like, get, get, get options. Like know that you do have options and don't, don't just settle on the first option that you, that you hear. Next question. Next one is, how do you keep some spark with three kids? Mine uh, are 13, seven and two, and I have no cha- no time with my significant other. We have a great sex life. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I, don't think- <laughs> I was not ready for okay, that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say to like what, what I have learned cause I'm, I'm definitely, the kids are all, well, especially auto is like mama's boy. Um, you have to kind of start changing your mindset too, is that your spouse needs to come for your kids. Yeah. Your, your spouse, your, your partner, your husband, your wife, comes before the kids. So you have to put them before the kids and you have to make the time. You have to make the time. Also too, it's so easy and I'm the worst. I'm talking to myself here. It's so easy. This is also because it's like my lifestyle. Like I'm always in leggings. I'm always in, you know, my, I guess my dog training gear or like, you know, I have my outdoor pants on. Like I very much dress like a Tom girl, tomboy like a dude, like probably 80% of the time. And so I really make it a, a, a point to, you know, like get dressed up for blue. He loves boobs. He, you know, he's a dude. He <laughs> loves like the big booty. And so it's like to wear yep. things that he's like, Oh, like, you know, she looks good to not just wear like a sweatshirt every day, which is what I want to wear. Yeah. Sweatshirt um, and sweats. Yeah. Yeah. Or like leggings and like a sweatshirt, but to really put in the effort 
Um, it, you know, it comes back to like really this whole theme. I feel like so far of the podcast is like, just don't become complacent, yeah. you know, just because like, just because, you know, a lot of people say that their, their best time together with their significant other was before they signed the paperwork and like they made it official and got married. That's because you're still playing that lion and gazelle. You're still out for the hunt. You know, I don't know yeah. if that's actually a good analogy, but <laughs> You guys are trying to kill each other. <laughs> but, but, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, I know that um I know that Blue is he loves he loves the chase. He loves he's an alpha male. He loves the hunt. He loves the uh you know, obviously he's got his prey, which is me. Um, but you gotta keep it like exciting. Is that I think yeah, that's no, right, right? I, I would Am I right? I don't that. know. Yeah. Would you agree with that? No, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's easier for dudes though because you guys always look good. Like you could literally wear what you're wearing right now, and we could go out and be like, "Dang, he looks so good." So, yeah. I don't know. Which he's just wearing like black shorts black that are like shorts. shorter. Like I like him in not like super short shorts, but he has nice. She claws. likes the legs. Uh huh. And uh, just like a t-shirt, just an old Ashley runs Haiti t-shirt. But it is. It is how, yeah. Backwards. It but, is. I do. I do try and dress up for you, though, too. It's it's a it's a two way street here. I actually think that guys. you're more attractive when you're dressed like this. Yeah. So you know. No. But good, I do like it when know. you dress up too. But you always look handsome. But that that would be my ad- advice: is you guys, you have to make the time and. It's a trust choice. Me, it's a choice. It's a choice that you have to consciously. It make. It doesn't matter how tired you are, but you have to make the time, even if that means that. Um, you need to set your alarm clock like 30 minutes early because you know you want to do some hanky panky. Should I say hanky panky? You know, I mean, there was a reason why uh, the kids are late getting out of bed this morning. Yeah. Because, anyways. Hopefully, none of the kids are listening to this. Anyways, <laughs> last, I think we're on our last question here. Um, do you guys like and eat the same food when you're, when, um, when I'm home. Uh, yeah. Blue does most of the cooking whenever he's home, which is just a huge help for me. One of my favorite things to do is to sit at the bar at our house and um, either have a glass of wine or I'm like, you know, working um, on stuff that doesn't need like my full attention. But he's there cooking and we just kind of are all cook with him and we just have a really great time. But I would say we eat the same things he eats not even joking like four times the amount of food that i eat yeah like you eat half of a sandwich and i'll eat two or three sandwiches yes yes so that's like the only thing that's different and our grocery bills are like a quarter of the price whenever i'm home and it's just me (laughs) yeah compared to whenever he's home it's like there's so much food yeah so much food i'm a growing boy Mm -hmm. are there any more questions let Um, me see i want to see if there's any more that i can ask you okay um, I'm going to s- try to put him on the spot here. Oh boy. <laughs> here we go. Is it intimidating? This is, here we go. This is why I wanted to ask these. Um, I wanted to skip this question. Is it intimidating having a partner who's so motivational? I would say at, at first, yes. Cause I didn't know how to deal with it. Um, really? Uh, maybe not intimidating. Intimidating is like the wrong yeah. word. I don't really have a good word for it, but I will say it's hard not to just sit and compare yourself, even though you are like a a female, but you do like, 
you do bring in, you help out the family, you help out financially as well, which is different to, from like when our parents were brought up. So like having a dual income household, it's different and it's hard not to compare myself to you. Would I say it's intimidating having somebody who's that motivational? No, if anything, it, it helps. Um, cause you like, uh, I would say, I would say the only thing is, is that I like, it's like, we're always trying to like one up each other, which isn't necessarily a good thing. No. Well, you said something the other day. You're like, we're not keeping score. But my mind, I'm like, yeah, we are. <laughs> oh yeah. Is that what you said? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I didn't say it. I was like, mm -hmm, you're right. We're not keeping score. But in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah, Ashley twos. <laughs> blue zero yeah so um yeah i don't think like motivational i think what this person is asking is basically having having since i'm like so out there oh. on social media wait say probably, that again since i'm just really like out there like on social media social platforms like I oh so know. not like intimidating like in person like i'm scared of you is it intimidating having a partner who's so motivational i'm not sure you don't intimidate me. I don't. No. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm no, I'll never forget one time you were like, yeah, you do intimidate me sometimes. Pretty sure you said that. This was years ago. Because we don't keep track. We're not keeping score, though, guys. Just so I remember that <laughs> comment. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, did I intimidate him? Yeah, I did. Um, okay. The, uh, the I do want to answer this question. Uh, best food food service delivery for the lazy 100% nutrition solutions. We've oh, been getting them yeah. for years. Uh, sometimes blue will take an entire box with him. Like if he's leaving for something, um, 100%, these have been such a lifesaver. So, uh, look all that up. Especially when Brutus comes out and makes a showing. Are we going to talk about Brutus? Well, I mean, you did, you brought up nutrition. I solutions have, I'm, I'm a, uh, she has an alter it? ego. <laughs> I do. And its name is Brutus. <laughs> and it's pretty bad. What, it's when I get hungry. You, I get hangry really bad sometimes. And I'm like. When she can't find I'm, the dog remote. And I'm she's like, hangry. And yeah, it's bad. The kids are home. And, and like, <laughs> I'm like, and then <laughs> Blue's like, just eat here. He's like walking around the house. I'm like following her <laughs> with food, trying to get her to eat. So Brutus goes away. Yep. And uh, Nutrition Solutions is definitely a key for just helping with all that. Um, I think that's it for the questions. Uh, I just, I think kind of bringing everything full circle is what's really important. Going back to that quote is just, I mean, you guys just need to be super honest with yourself and check in with yourself. Um, I think the best program that I have for something like that is toe the line was when I was doing my tactical training. You guys don't have to be doing tactical training to do toe the line. Um, but you guys want to, you want to talk about like preparing yourself. I know a lot of people are always interested in the tactical games. Um, I know like there's a couple other ones. There's like the Patriot games or something that are out now too. But I would just encourage all of you guys that um, to just know your weapon system or know how you're going to protect yourself or your family Make sure everybody is on the same page and talk through it. It's it's not like there's necessarily one right answer, but I feel like if if you have these conversations um, with your kids, if they're if they're old enough to be able to have these conversations, um, and with your significant other, 
to have these conversations, write it down. If you need to put something on, on the wall, by the door, numbers, like have bags packed out. Because I like to say, you're always a victim until you're prepared. If you're not prepared, you're going to be a victim. So prepare yourself, have the conversations, don't be a victim. Because if you do happen to be a victim, chances are you're going to know how to react. Maybe not fully and completely, but you're going to be able to make movement and, and, and ways to, to get yourself and your family to safety. But you also need to physically, physically be able to do that as well. So if you're not, you don't think that you're physically capable of not just taking care of yourself, but taking care of your family, then you need to take steps right now to do that. That's all I got, though. Anything that you nah, want to say? You, you crushed that last piece. It was piece. good to catch up, though. Yeah. Um, really good to catch up. I don't have any long ultra events coming up in... No, we knocked out two in three months. I, I think you're good for the year. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was too, like, it, within a month. Yeah, I think your body I did, is just I did one now, in February, and then I did one in March. Yeah, I think your body is just now, like, kind of equalizing back out and getting back to yeah. normal. And whatever I say, I want you guys to know because I, like I am human too, but I am not strong right now. And like talking about this again, like it's a, it's a trigger and a reminder for me that I need, I need to get my training. Like I need to step it up. I need to step it up. Can I take care of all three of the kids plus two dogs? If blue was gone independently or if he was away, if he was, you know, yeah, would I be able to do that? And yeah, I, I think that I could, but I know that I need to be better. I need to be better for my family. So put yourself in check. Ask yourself the honest question and get your shit together. And that's all I got, guys. So thank you guys so much for joining myself and Blue on today's reborn podcast it's been so good hearing everybody make sure if you have not to leave us a review on the apple tunes podcasts and uh that is all i got we'll see you guys next week later <laughs>